Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome, everybody, to episode 56 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. My name is Tyler Erlinson, as always. I am joined by my <laughs> wonderful co-hosts. Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? I was laughing off the bat because he said his name's Tyler Erlinson, as, as always, always. But it isn't always. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really ironic. He's the only guy who probably can't say this is always his name. Exactly. <laughs> because it is not. Yeah, no. Yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners actually know that Tyler is just an alias that he's created. <laughs> it's a stage yeah, well, name. Well, not really. <laughs> It is one of my names, okay? Yeah. It's it, it's in the birth certificate somewhere. Yeah. Yep, it is somewhere on that piece of it paper. Might not be the first thing that's written down, yeah. but it's in there. Yeah. You can put names together and you can you can you can make it happen. He's like Jerome McGinley. He's got 13 <laughs> middle names. One of them is Tyler. Yeah, one of them's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Tyler, you sound a little odd there. That's uh, true. And I don't see you here. Oh, that must mean you're not here. So so where <laughs> where are you? And uh, how's the weather where you are? Well, I'm never there. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's be honest here. Um, I'm in Victoria again. Okay. I have a beautiful little Airbnb on the top of a mountain looking right down on the lake. So that's pretty nice. Nice. Wait, there's mountains and, uh, and lakes in Victoria? Are you, are you Wait, sure that's not just the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lake. There's a lake to my left, the ocean to my right, and you can see the mountains in the background. Oh, wow. I think he's just at the complete southern tip of the island. So on either side, he sees water and he thinks it's two different things. <laughs> it's called. Yeah, he's in a lake, lighthouse. Yeah, he's not on a mountain. <laughs> All this time he's lied about his occupation. Yeah. He's a lighthouse. No, no, guard. he's just he's just wiring the lighthouse. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure it just works. takes a really long time. <laughs> yeah. It's got one light bulb, and you know I gotta. Build, <laughs> well, they have I to helicopter it urge. in. Yeah, I gotta build up the urge to climb all the way to the top. You know, <laughs> <laughs> been out here for like a month, and I just haven't quite made it there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stairs, man. <laughs> oh Christ. I gotta right. start well, putting you know, elevators in those things. You know, you can only make it so far, and then it gets dark. So you gotta walk back down. <laughs> <laughs> Convince yourself there's no ghosts. Try again. Yeah, I mean, what today? Today's date is Wednesday, May fourth, and this is when we're doing the recording. Right. Yes. I walked halfway up. Could had to come back down because I didn't want to miss the podcast. Obviously. Right. Okay. And, I got uh, you. And yeah, but for any of our listeners, this episode will air on Friday, May sixth. Yeah. So th- then again, we are recording on May the fourth, and I feel like you. I feel like we should point it out too. This is a hockey podcast, right? Yeah, welcome we, to the hockey podcast yeah, where we talk podcast. about Victorian lighthouses with Tyler <laughs> that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> he does though; yeah. just Tyler yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the man does. The name doesn't. <laughs> what well, does? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, you know what? Let's bring it into hockey. Well. Kind of. Marcus, why don't you take it away with the big swaps? Yeah, no. Right. The hockey's going to have to wait a bit yeah. longer. We, I'm starting to notice. We do a crazy amount of non-hockey-related things before we talk about hockey. 
It yeah. is insane that we have like actual listeners. We should put like a thing at the beginning that says jump to this <laughs> many minutes to hear about hockey. In the description. <laughs> yeah. If you just want playoff news, skip to like the hour mark. Exactly. <laughs> we might mention something. <laughs> well, then. no, because then you'd end up in Tyler's surprise headline. Right. That's not where you want to be if you're here <laughs> right. to hear about hockey. Still like Florida man, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> this is a stupid podcast. I'll never subscribe to this. But By the way, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Uh, if you don't already, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. It really helps us out and gets us promoted a lot more. We've mentioned before, we have no advertising budget, which to you first time listeners, you must be shocked by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, next year, uh, take a look on the boards because you'll see a Vancouver Boys logo on the boards. Yeah, at a Canucks game. <laughs> no, at an Arizona game. Yeah. <laughs> In their no, college like arena. A, a beer league game or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give my dad's team shoulder patches. Vancouver <laughs> Boys Podcast. Yeah. Proudly sponsored by yeah. TikTok Yo, and the Vancouver that? Boys Podcast. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Well, because there are no real sponsors, let's do a fake one. Right. Um, for those of you wondering, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Amber Heard's legal team. Much like Mike Smith, Amber Heard's legal team makes costly and critical mistakes when they matter most. Amber Heard's legal team, proud graduates of the Vancouver Boys Law School. Oh my God. What Again, again sorry about the more non-hockey related things. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the clips coming out of that courtroom are just hilarious oh my god yeah dude johnny depp is so funny <laughs> like, i know he's just cracking jokes like the entire time yeah i mean there, there's that and it's like it's fun to watch that but her legal team too is just awful yeah they're a joke they ask him like direct questions they're like how did this happen he's like oh well i was driving doing this and they're like uh, objection speculation he's like <laughs> you asked me what i was doing yeah <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. so bad. Or how did this guy find out about this? Oh, well, I told him. Obje objection. Yeah. No, hearsay. Hearsay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I told him. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite one was when they were like, hey, Johnny, like you wanted Amber to stop acting. Like, and is that true or whatnot? And he's like, no. He's like, how do you think she got the role in Aquaman? Yeah. No, it's oh, it's it's so entertaining. Yeah, when you're done with the podcast, and only when you're done listening, <laughs> yeah. definitely go check some of that out. To all 80 minutes of this podcast, then yeah. go. That's right. Now, if you heard that and thought, hmm, I'd like to become a real sponsor of this absolute dumpster fire of a podcast right. that we put out so far. We have not mentioned, no, I talked about Mike Smith for a half a second, and he wasn't even the, the point of what <laughs> I was talking about. Um, but he will be later. Uh, and if you heard all that and thought, gee, I wish I could occupy that spot of the podcast, uh, please reach out to us at our new email address at Vancouver Boys Hawk, sorry, at Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Have we gotten any emails yet, by the way? I don't know. I haven't set up the account. <laughs> Wait, are you are you serious? Yeah, I thought you were going to do it. And then I realized there's, he's not going to fucking do it. So I haven't done it yet. Dude, in the last episode, we like, we specifically, we made like a whole joking bit about how we wanted people to email us just to say hi. Yeah. Because we were bored and lonely. 
I know I forgot to make it. So they sent that to a non-existent email address. Yeah. No, no, it, it exists now. Like, I, as of when? As of I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Do you know how many potential sponsorship opportunities we may have just lost? Zero. <laughs> very likely true. I, I'm going to hold on to the idea that Elon Musk emailed our non-existent email trying to sponsor <laughs> yeah, we us. Just just, missed yeah, it. we just missed him. Yeah, Elon, if you're out there, try again. Yeah, we, we <laughs> promise this time we'll uh, we'll be ready for it. Okay, well, if you're looking to just follow us on social media because you don't want to sponsor us, but you still want to keep up with what we're doing, uh, you can find us across all of our social media on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which we can be found at Vancouver Boys Podcast, except for Twitter, where we are at Vancouver Boys underscore. Well, since all of you guys are here to actually listen to some hockey news. We think. Well, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) If you're still here, you're probably not. Yeah, let's throw it it into a non-playoff team. (laughs) (laughs) That is currently golfing right now. The Vancouver Canucks. Marcus, what do you got for us? Um, There's a surprising amount of Canucks news for a team which, as you mentioned, is not playing hockey right now. Um, Jim Rutherford just did a press conference where he gave some of the juiciest quotes I've heard from a Canucks GM in a very, very, very long time. Despite not actually being the GM. So Jim Rutherford did a press conference uh, just a couple days ago here, and um, he had some very interesting things to say on a few topics that Canucks fans have been very curious about. Uh, He talked on their position with Brock Besser, their position on Bruce Boudreaux, and what I find the most interesting and I think will be the most impactful on the future of this team, he spoke about JT Miller and what his future with the team could look like. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Let's start with JT Miller, because this is the one that everyone has been talking about the most. He said that if the numbers get out of whack, they may have to make a non-emotional decision and get as many assets for this team to help us long-term as they can. And now a part of me would like to say, hey, you know, he, JT Miller, because he had some quotes too, said he likes the team, he likes being here, he wants to be a Canuck and all that. His agent, however, uh, just went on another podcast talking about, um, you know, what their expectations are for the offseason and if they'll get an extension done and everything. And uh, it sounds like JT Miller's camp is going to be playing some hardball. They were saying that he actually is deserving of a whole crap ton of money and a whole bunch of term because Steven Stamkos just broke a a career record for, I forget if it was goals or points. Either way, if they are trying to compare him to Steven Stamkos, uh, they're going to be asking for a lot of money and probably a lot of term, which uh, Rutherford has made clear that he's not willing to give out. Yeah, Stammer just signed an eight-year, $68 million deal when when he renewed his last contract. Right. So that's a cap hit. Of about eight and a half million a year for eight years. And now again, the cap hit I, I can live with, not eight years. 
I, I can't, you know, I can't get around that. And what I'm actually very happy about is Rutherford is acknowledging that. He's looking at it and saying, yeah, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Right? I like that he's not pulling a Jim Benning where he's going to wait until next season when his contract is completely up and he's a free agent. And he's going to go, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, it's tough. We're going to try to get him signed. Hope we don't run out of time to do that. And then another team picks him up for free. Mm-hmm. Rutherford is saying, look, you agree to a contract now, or as I believe he quoted, before the relevant deadlines, or you're going. Right? There's no leaving for free. There's no picking your team. You pick, you you can stay with us or you can get traded. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he is worth a lot. And it would be idiotic to keep him and lose him for nothing. So... He's not going to let them go to the end and have them strong arm us and say, well, you better pay us or we'll walk. He's saying, no, you better take a realistic contract or we're trading you, right? And you're not going to pick what team you go to. Four years at 12 million. I do four by 10. You you would go that that high? Four years, 10 mil. I would do it. I'm struggling with with more than nine. Like I would like like nine by six, maybe. There were two players this season who, well, okay, he ended up with 99 points. There was one other player who hit 100 that wasn't on a playoff team. Do you know who that player was? Just take a guess. Man, I, could, I couldn't even think of it. Not, the, oh, fuck. The, There's one other player who hit 100 points that didn't that wasn't in the playoffs. That's right. The fact that it's this hard to think of kind of proves my point that what he is is not a normal, just good or even very good player in the league. JT Miller is playing at an elite pace. And at this point, I'm I'm willing to give it to you if you guys both give up. Yeah, who yeah, is it? I'm going to go with like Mark. St- uh, no, nah, he was injured. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Patrick Kane. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That is the yeah, only, I could have seen that. That's the only other player in the league who had 100 points not on a playoff team. Canucks should go after Patrick Kane. No, they should not. They absolutely should not. Uh, Miller is everything you want in a cup contending team, but they need to make it clear. If he wants to be here when we are a cup contending team, he cannot ask for the sun and the stars. He has to be reasonable. Um, And funny enough, that brings me to the other thing Rutherford uh, spoke about, which was Brock Besser. Uh, He said that uh, talks with his camp are going very positively. And while they haven't reached an agreement yet, they are working very strongly towards a deal that will work for both sides, likely something shorter term, probably around, uh, you know, two to three years. Uh, but Besser has been willing to do that to stay here. He's made it very yeah. clear he wants to be here, right? And he's basically telling Miller the same thing, that look, if you want to be here, you cannot ask for everything. You have to be willing to accept that we need to surround you with a team if we're ever going to be in the, in the finals right? If we're ever going to win a cup, you need to leave enough money on the table that we can do that for you. That that's his choice. Do you trust this GM or this management group or whatever they're going to call themselves? A lot more now, a lot more than I did before that press conference. Okay. Because just before that, I'd really barely heard anything about them, right? It was just that they're new. The only real things they did was they got rid of Hamannick and Mott one of those things I really liked. One of them I didn't like, but I can also admit that was an emotional thing. Yeah. I just, I liked Mott. I understand why they had to do it. And uh, hearing what they said, they they were quite pessimistic about the team in their press conference. 
And I love that. You, you cannot be a GM who's optimistic every year and thinks, yes, yes, if they just do all the right things, this is going to work. You have to understand that your job is to fix what's broken. Mm-hmm. And you have to focus on those broken things. Some people didn't like that they did that. People said they were too negative. I think you have to be negative to be a GM. If you just cross your fingers and hope that everything works, it's not going to work. That's what Benning did for eight years. And mm-hmm. we are sitting here within that time having two playoff appearances. I'm ready for a GM who thinks things need to be improved because they do. I, I'm so excited. Which brings me to the final thing I'll talk about, and this will be quick. Bruce Boudreaux, they are not willing to extend until next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've said they, uh, as much as they've liked him and they appreciate what he's done, they do not feel comfortable giving him a term contract when they have not seen him coach a full season. And again, I love that. I love Bruce Boudreaux. I hope things work out. But something Jim Benning would have done is seen, hey, this actually kind of worked for a part of a year. Give him all the money he wants and all the term he wants. Just hand it to him. And again, cross your fingers, hope it works. They're saying, no, you show to us that you deserve it a little bit longer, and then we will talk about giving you that extension. That Great. Phenomenal. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. And I'm saying that unironically for the first time in eight years. Thank you, Jim. I Jim mean, Rutherford. The, Jim Rutherford. the only thing with Bruce is it's not like you're bringing some random Joe Blow out of the minors like Travis Green. You're bringing in a proven a proven coach. Like, I, I could see you giving him a contract. And I, I think that would be the right decision. The players obviously love him and want him back, so. But again, that's after they're rebounding off of a Travis Green, right? Yeah, it, it, didn't matter. Garbage. It, it didn't matter what came in. They were going to do better, right? They're just saying, look, we just need a bigger sample size. And and the thing is, too, Boudreaux is proven. He's also proven to last about two to three years before it, it goes south, right? He's never had a losing record, but we need more than a winning record. We need to win a cup. And what I hope he's the coach that can do it. I don't know that he is. And I like that management is willing to admit that they don't know that either. They they need to they need to do a lot to bring this team into cup contention, right? Like, yeah, they're more than just one step away from being cup contenders. They they need to make some big moves. They need to make some big changes. But the big thing with Boudreaux is that he is whether he likes it or not a culture piece, right? Like he has been what's brought the fan base to the team. You yeah, know, he he really kind of reinvigorated the fan base. Now, I'm not saying that's a, it's a smart business decision to say, oh, hey, you know, the fans love him. Let's keep him around. But I do think it's a smart decision to keep him around for now and, uh, and just see where things go. And, and that's why I like what they're doing, right? They had the club option to bring him back next season, and that's what they're using, right? They get one more year, and then in the summer, they can decide to bring him back, right? I, I think it's great. But you're right. I can't think of a coach in the NHL that is more celebrated than Bruce Boudreaux is amongst the fans, mm-hmm. right? They, they sell t-shirts that say Bruce, there it is on them at the stadium. They, that doesn't exist anywhere else in the league. I've not seen any of those shirts. I'm buying one just to bring it here and show you. 
they they're great. Shirts. I'm not saying they don't exist. I just I haven't seen anyone buy any. Yeah, it's cool. It has like a silhouette of his face, which is funny because it just look, kind of looks like Mr. Potato Head, okay. and then it just says Bruce. <laughs> there it is on top of it. it, it they're cool shirts. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think that about does it for the non-playoff teams news for this week. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe not, but, well, it does for my segment anyway. Okay. Yeah, it'd be pretty goofy to keep talking about non-playoff teams, right? What a goof! That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I find a story in the hockey world that involves a player, person, coach, team, organization, manager, whatever, what have you. I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week... We are going to talk about a player on a playoff team. Go figure. Oh. Um, which we haven't even talked about the playoffs yet, but let's uh, let's jump into this situation. So game one of St. Louis, Minnesota. Uh, St. Louis has a pretty decent lead. I, I don't remember exactly what it was at the time this happened. But uh, Pavel Bushnevich battling in front of the net ends up on his knees. Jared Spurgeon kind of battling with him ends up on his knees as well. Kinky. J- I know, right? Jared Spurgeon then <laughs> leans into a cross check into the Achilles tendon of Ooh. Pavel Buchnevich. Now, fortunately, he ended up with no injury on the play. However, you could tell that Spurgeon was definitely intending to injure him. It was very malicious and it looked really, really bad from a fan's perspective. Yeah, and the only thing that he got out of it was a fine. No suspension, no nothing. Yeah, he didn't even get a penalty on the play, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did, but there was only like three minutes left in oh, the game, did. and they were down 4 nothing, so it didn't matter. Okay, yeah, so it was late right. enough in the game that it didn't it didn't make a difference on the outcome of the game. But yeah, like such a dirty play. I, I was stunned when I saw that. I couldn't even believe it. it. It's something I think not enough fans are giving attention to because it didn't look big. Right. When you think when you're like scrolling on Instagram or social media, whatever, the things that draw you in is when there's a big hit. Yeah. It wasn't or, Mark Shifley barreling down on Jake Evans and it, sending him into next year. Exactly. Or even the uh, the Clifford incident with uh, Toronto. Right. Yeah. Right. It, hit him from behind. Exactly. Even though I would argue this is dirtier than both of those. It doesn't get as much attention from the fans because it doesn't look as big. Right. It's not a body going flying mm. across the ice. It's it, it, again, it didn't even result in an injury, but what happens if he snaps his Achilles? Mm-hmm. Is it still a $5,000 fine? Which by the way, is a joke yeah. of a fine that could have ended so much worse. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a career ender. Yep. It could have been. And th- that's why I was going to say that for some of the fans or especially casual hockey fans, I forgive them for not understanding how dirty this was. But the NHL's discipline department, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That, in my opinion, even in the playoffs, minimum three-game suspension. He was doing nothing in that play except for trying to hurt him. That had nothing to do with the puck. That had nothing to do with the game. It was just pure intent to injure. And it could have ended really badly. I, I, I'm embarrassed that the league gave them a $5,000 fine. Fuck the wild. <laughs> Tyler's hatred of the Minnesota <laughs> Wild is back. There's a familiar stance. <laughs> yeah. It kind of went away for a while during the season, but it, it is back in full force. Tyler hates the Minnesota Wild again. <laughs> the only player on the Minnesota Wild that I like is Kirill Kaprasov because he brings that's a crazy different meaning to this game. And I swear to God, if he just scored, I'm going to lose my shit. Well, guess what? 
I can't find your shit anywhere. I've lost. I've lost your shit. Dude, the second you said his name, he put the puck in the back of the net. That is unbelievable. We've all we've already disclosed too to the listeners that it is Wednesday, May yeah. 4th. Uh yeah, Krill just made it 5-2 for St. Louis in the third period. For of, St. Louis? Oh, we two. traded for Kapsov? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> or, sorry, sorry. Well, he, he got their, their second goal. What, but, literally, the second the name Kirill Kaprasov came out of your mouth, the puck was on and off his stick and in the back of the net. That's it's crazy. Like I had a sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you're right. Like, he is exciting. He's fun to watch. He's a goal scorer. He's pretty he's, good on a two on one. He's pretty good. <laughs> and he's lived up to the hype, right? Like, yeah. he came in and there was all this pressure around him and he's delivered. So I get it. He's someone I have to admit, when the Wild signed him to that contract over the summer, I thought they were idiots. I was now thinking, it looks like a steal. Yeah, I it know, does. right? Yeah, I, I really do remember saying, oh my God, they've only seen one year of him. What are they doing signing a huge contract like that? I, I thought they were out of their minds, but yeah, it, it's paying off for them. I got to hand it to them. Anyway, there you go. Uh, Minnesota Wild, more specifically, Jared Spurgeon in game one. Biggest scoop of the week. Uh, there you go. All right, well, now we're going to start talking about the playoffs a little bit. Just like last year, the boys put together a playoff bracket. We each have our own. There's going to be a punishment for the loser. We don't know what it is yet. We're going to leave that up to you guys kind of at the very end. So stick around. Follow the Instagram. Yeah, Vote on who you guys think has the best bracket. We will throw it up on our Instagram account. Yeah, uh, Pick a team and then support your guy. And. Uh, I lost big time last year. Yeah. Like, big time. I had to spend a crap ton of money on this signed <laughs> Sergei Bobrovsky jersey. That's because your cup your cup winner was out in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also because the freaking fans voted for me to buy a Bobrovsky jersey. Yeah. That's right. We do not mesh around with our punishments here. This is, if, if we lose the bracket challenge, we lose minimum $400. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're dipping yeah. into your savings. Yeah. <laughs> you're going into your future children's college fund for this. Uh, my kids are going to be going to uh, community college, yeah. I think. Yeah. My kids are dropping out of high school. <laughs> Tyler, the, the spawn of Twisted Tyler is not going to make it past grade 10. Tyler's going to have a room full of Florida Panthers signed jerseys. <laughs> And his kids and are going to be kids who think that Sergey Bobrovsky Jr. is going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and his name is Sergey Bobrovsky Jr. <laughs> they call yeah, their dad the Mr. Twisted. On the wall. <laughs> yeah, the entire roster. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, like we're going to put up our brackets on Instagram. So follow us there and then vote on who's. Uh, uh, bracket you think is the best whose is the worst and uh we'll see what happens at the end of the playoffs all right let's start this off with marcus who do you have coming out of the the first round of the east uh in florida uh washington i have the florida panthers taking that series relatively easily in the tampa bay toronto series i have this one going all the way but I have Tampa taking it. Uh, Boston, Carolina. I got to rock with Boston on this one. I don't like it, but I have to do it. And Pittsburgh, New York. I am taking the Rangers. 
All right, all right. I think we can all Jake, unanimously agree with me. Uh, I have almost the same. I have Florida coming out of Florida, Washington. Tampa coming out of Tampa, Toronto. Uh, I have New York coming out of New York, Pittsburgh, which looks like, you know, it might be Pittsburgh coming out of there. And if Carolina can manage to beat Boston, uh, despite Freddie Anderson being out, I think uh, I think they'll be in good shape. So I'm taking Carolina to beat Boston. Well, my bracket on that side looks identical to Marcus's. Ooh. I have Florida, Tampa Bay, Boston, and the Rangers. All right. Those are some safe picks. I like the way you think. Yeah, that Boston pick's looking a little rough right now. (laughs) (laughs) Could happen. Could happen. So we all took Tampa. We all took Tampa. We all took Florida. And we all took New York. Yeah. The so you were the outlier though picking Carolina. Yeah. Which is funny because um because like we said we're recording this on Wednesday, game 1s right. were on Monday. And it sh- it Florida sh- lost, Tampa lost, and New York lost. <laughs> They're all their game 1s they lost. Right. Yes, that's yeah. right. Which I was going to say we should point out we did pick these brackets before the playoffs yes. started. Yes. This is just the first episode we've been able to record since they started. Exactly. Yes. So well, yeah. otherwise they're going to think you and I are pretty stupid, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Boston could come back. Doesn't look like it, but it could. Yeah. Bet on all the first game losses. All right, Marcus, who do you got in the first round coming out of the West? Uh, I have uh, in. Colorado versus Nashville. This was a tough one for me. I have Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have the Avs edging out the Preds here. Edging them out. Okay. Well. Yeah. Just well, barely I'm, squeaking <laughs> by, hey? I, I mean, Fuck. Dave Riddick is trying to take himself out of the series <laughs> before it even started. Fuck, wouldn't you? God. Man's going after the crossbar before the friggin' series even starts. Don't get me started. Uh, St. Louis, Minnesota. I've got to stick with St. Louis on this one. I I, I like the way they've looked. Uh, Calgary, Dallas. This was the easiest one I picked in the whole bracket. Calgary is taking this series. It it is not a question for me. This is, it's just, it's going to happen. Edmonton, LA. This was a tough one, but I rocked with Edmonton on it. So, Jake, over to you. Uh, yeah, I'll save everyone time. I got the same. Colorado, St. Louis, Calgary, Edmonton. This is really lame. We all have, like, the same brackets. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, and I'm going to have the exact same bracket Shit, as both of we them, all pick but, the same in the West. But don't worry, because things will change in the next round. All right. How can you... P- Never mind. Um, okay, should we go back to the East? Yep. Okay. All right, in the East... I've got in the second round the Battle of Florida, which is such good hockey. Mm. And I do have Florida taking out the defending two-time champions. I think Florida's going to take out Tampa in this one. Uh, That goes to Boston versus the New York Rangers in the second round. I have the Rangers again. I think they can get it done. I think they're going to do it. Uh, yeah, so for me, I have the Battle of Florida as well, but I have Tampa beating Florida. Woo. I think, you know, it, it could be that Washington takes out Florida. You know, they won game one. Mm-hmm. It, it, I doubt it'll happen, but they could. And what's interesting is, like, Florida doesn't have that experience, right? Like, they just, they don't really have... But they're good. Exactly, but unfortunately, 
experience does matter in the playoffs, right? Like teams that have been there before, teams that have made long playoff pushes tend to repeat that. Um, you know, obviously they're going to have to do it eventually if they're going to be a great team in this league and that they are. So, you know, they, they could definitely make it happen this year, but I don't know. As long as Tampa stays healthy, I think they can do it. I think they can knock out Florida. That being said, if they manage to beat Toronto, because Toronto's looking like a pretty good first-round opponent anyway. Uh, and then in the other one, I have Carolina, New York. This one was probably the toughest one for me. I, I really struggled with this one big time, but I ended up taking New York. But okay. honestly, if I was redoing it now, I'd probably flip that one and I'd take Carolina. Because Carolina looks good, man. Yeah. I forgot how big they are. They're a big team. They're built for the playoffs. But anyway, no, I have New York taking out Carolina. Alrighty. Well, I also have the Battle of Florida. Surprise, surprise. But I'm going on the backs of my boy, Sergey Bobrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> because that paid off so well last year. You know what? He cannot let me down two years in a row. Which right now it looks like there's a possibility he might not make it past the first round two years in a row, but it is what it is. Sergey's taking me. Let's go. We're going Florida. All right. And Uh, then between New York and Boston, I just could not take Boston twice in a row. I got Igor (laughs) stealing that series. Okay. So we all took New York. That's good. So (laughs) we all have Igor taking us to the next, to the finals. The Eastern oh. Conference Finals. Well, yeah, Eastern Conference, Conference, Eastern Conference Finals. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, Marcus. What does your second round look like in the West? Uh, I've got in the first one here. I've got Colorado versus St. Louis, and I really think this is the year Colorado pushes through. Uh, I don't think they get bounced in the second round again. I think they are too strong, and I think they go to the third round. And in the Battle of Alberta, this is another one that for me was maybe felt easier than it should have. I have Calgary taking out Edmonton, and and I don't think it's much of a competition. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I th- I don't know. It's just like the goaltending in Edmonton, the defense in Edmonton. You know, they they've got pretty decent offense, but like I don't see it competing with Calgary's. To me, just we we saw what Edmonton exactly. We saw Edmonton last year. They relied on three players and the Winnipeg Jets said, oh, we have to shut down three players Mm -hmm. and they swept them, right? They haven't made enough changes to their roster. It's the same game plan. Yeah. You shut down the same guys. Yeah. I mean, those, those guys are a year older though, which works well for two of them and works against the other one. So, right. Um, we'll see. It really works against Mike Smith. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we'll see. And but I, I also have Calgary. Uh, and then in the Colorado St. Louis series, uh, I have St. Louis. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What? Uh, I just think St. Louis is a more well-rounded, experienced team. Um, I think also they're playing well right now. Game two, a little bit rougher, um, but I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be fine, and I think they'll. And I think whoever makes it out of that Minnesota St. Louis series is going to beat Colorado. I just. There's, I know a lot of people think that Colorado is going to be really good this year. They're going to make it far. A lot of people have them winning the cup. I don't see it as much. Uh, you know, what? I'll save some more that I want to say about that team for when we talk about the series on the other half of the break. Okay. Um, but I have St. Louis coming out of uh, coming out of that 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 series. As tough it, it as tough as it was for me not to pick St. Louis, I did pick Colorado coming out of that series. 
I think Kemper is an upgrade in net. The team is a year older, a little more mature. They have all their players back. I think Colorado takes it. And in the Battle of Alberta, I have the Edmonton Oilers moving on. Whoa. You have Edmonton taking out Calgary. I do have Edmonton taking out Calgary. I think the addition of Evander Kane (laughs) is going to show you guys why the Edmonton Oilers are moving on. And Zach Hyman. (laughs) Screw Zach Hyman. All they need is Evander Kane. All right. All right, Marcus. What are your two finalists looking like? All right. My Eastern Conference. And, And your Stanley Cup winner. Okay. Eastern Conference Finals, I have the Florida Panthers versus the New York Rangers. And, man, this is going to be a cool battle to watch. But I think that Florida's offense is just going to be too much for Shesterkin to handle. And I think Florida is moving on to the finals. Also, in the West, I have the Colorado Avalanche playing the Calgary Flames. Again, two very even teams with one major difference. And that is goaltending. And for that reason, I think the Calgary Flames will eliminate the Colorado Avalanche and move on to the Stanley Cup Finals to face the Florida Panthers, who I think will knock out the Calgary Flames and win the Stanley Cup. I have Florida taking it all this year. Florida winning the Cup, eh? That's right. I am sticking with my preseason Such a bandwagoner. You just I bandwagon said that, that team. before the season started. <laughs> I was on the Florida train. You can backtrack those episodes. You can listen to it. I was on the Florida train then. I never got off. Yeah, well. I rode it all the way around. We did the whole track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for myself, I have Tampa Bay and New York in the Eastern Conference Final. I have Tampa Bay taking out New York. In the West, I have St. Louis and Calgary. I have St. Louis beating Calgary and St. Louis going to the Cup Final. Uh, and then Tampa, St. Louis. I think that would make for a wicked Stanley Cup final. It'd be neat. I think it'd be cool. Um, but I have Tampa winning. The only question mark I have for the St. Louis Blues is their goaltending. Um, Vili Husso has been a rock for them, but I don't know. I don't know if, if he falters, then obviously they're not going to make it very far. But hopefully they will. Uh, so there you go. I think that the, I've been saying this all year too. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to three-peat and they'll be your 2022 Stanley Cup champions as well. Bold. I like it. All right, well, I have Sergei Bobrovsky knocking out the island or <laughs> the Islanders. <laughs> they were knocked in a long time ago. Uh, I have Sergei Bobrovsky knocking out the Rangers and taking Florida to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I have Colorado running over the Oilers <laughs> to take themselves to the Stanley Cup Finals where the Colorado Avalanche will win the Stanley Cup. Hmm. Sergey Borowski's going to choke in the finals. Wait, what? Yep, you heard that right. Sergey Borowski is going to choke in the finals. You will see why Sergey Borowski <laughs> is a horrible goaltender <laughs> in the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, He's going to get him all the way there and then choke. Nah, I don't see it. I think if he gets them there at all, I think he gets them through it. Anyway, well, that we that, can hope so. That does it for this year's bracket challenge. Uh, again, we'll have uh, some posts and some options for you to vote on which bracket you agree with the most, maybe even which one you hate the most. Uh, we'll have that up on our Instagram very soon. All right. Well, that wraps up the bracket. After the break, we're going to talk a bunch about the playoff series that have started, 
how the games have looked, how the goalies have looked, how the players have looked. So stick around for that right after another word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Amber Heard's legal team. Much like Mike Smith, Amber Heard's legal team makes costly and critical mistakes when they matter most. Amber Heard's legal team, proud graduates of the Vancouver Boys Law School. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name, don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a 6 by 6 Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everybody. As promised, we have another Smith take today. This is probably going to be terrible. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they all what have a rough what the interns got today. <laughs> yeah, they've all been terrible so far. Right. Who are we welcoming to the show here <laughs> for the last time? No, he doesn't get a name. He's the intern. <laughs> We're leaving it at that. I am the time traveler this week. Oh, the time traveler. Okay. Oh, yeah. We don't pay you oh, enough that's... to build a time machine. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> Welcome back from the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the first half of the show. You've time <laughs> yeah. traveled to the second half. <laughs> yeah, no, Alex, I, it, uh, it looks like you're in a car right now. What on? Uh, I am currently outside of a gym, about to go in. Just thought you get a Smith taken real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Had well... to let you guys know. Had to let you guys know. I uh, I went into the future. Saw the future. Saw who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So get your money out. Your, what is it, the 2022 Stanley Cup champions? It is he, 2022. He's tra- time traveled so much, he forgot what year it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, where are we now? Yeah, he traveled within the year, but he's still <laughs> confused. So not only did I see the champions, I saw who's going to win the MVP of the playoffs. Your 2022 Stanley Cup champions are your Pittsburgh Penguins with the MVP being Louis Domingue. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, that might be the hottest take I think he's ever brought to this show. And he tried to tell us that Nazem Kadri would win <laughs> the heart. Um, it is an absolute lock. 100%. Oh, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And this is coming from a Washington Capitals fan, no less. Y- yeah. yeah. Well-known Caps fan. Okay, I, I am. Uh, I'm looking at the betting website right now. And Louis Domingue's not even on there for odds. <laughs> That's how good he is. <laughs> That's how much they this will pay out. He's win. Oh man, this is insane. I I need to know the payout now. What is how much? If I put a dollar on Louis Domingue winning the Con Smythe, what am I walking out with? A brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably a brand new house and a brand new car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there will be a, a TRX in your driveway by the time you get home. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah, you cannot bet against uh, a goalie this hot right now. Louis He's Domingue. made a grand total of like nine saves in these playoffs. Louis Domingue, his career playoffs, has never lost a game. How many playoff games has he played before yesterday? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he has not lost a game. He has not let in a goal. He's the hottest goalie in hockey right now. If he hasn't let in a goal, then this was definitely his first playoff game. (laughs) 
Well, How he's can you bet against a goalie that has never let in a goal in the playoffs. Well, there is something to be said about. Do you know what his goals against average this uh, this year is? No. Uh, nine fifty two. That's the same oh, percentage. Sorry. But yeah, yeah. That, that's a high goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is 952 and his goals against is 2.02. Yeah. Yeah, his but anyway, yeah, his save percentage is uh certainly impressive, but do you know how many games that's over? Doesn't matter. Just just how how many games do you think his 952 save percentage is spread over? 3. Tyler, what's Five? your guess? 2. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> he played oh, two man. games in the regular season. One of them was a win in regulation. The other one was a shootout loss. So <laughs> Wow. He's an absolute stud. <laughs> Wait, and the shootout goals also don't count. Yeah, they don't in, count towards uh, right. your, your goals against. Right. But yeah. Louis Deming. I mean, he won the cup in twenty twenty. So something to be said about that, I guess. Was he with- Even better. He's a previous champion. He's got that championship caliber. He knows <laughs> when to lock in. He had about as much ice time as Steven Stamkos did that year. <laughs> so, <laughs> Was it 12 minutes? Was it 12 minutes that Stammer played? Uh, the clock r- ran for 12 minutes, yeah. Right. Actually, no, I think it was eight, but he scored. Yeah, he got a goal and yeah. then injured and then left. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's the hottest goalie right now you got. The Pittsburgh Penguins, you got Crosby, Malkin, Latang. You know, Malkin and Latang are both going to be free agents this year. They want to end their career with a cup. Can you name two other players on the Pittsburgh Penguins? <laughs> yeah, you got Getzel. You got Louis Domingue. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny to think about the one he hasn't named yet. There's another one? Well, there's... Other than there's, the goalies. There's quite a few other players on the team. But <laughs> I was say, there's two oh, goalies yeah. that start before Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're both injured. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the other goalies are because Louis Domingue's going to win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he took the net. Well, you know, the, the more you talk about it, the more you're selling me on the fact that Louis Domingue's going to win the Conn Smythe. Even <laughs> if I'm they saying. lose. Yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, after, they're gonna like, get eliminated in the first round. He's still winning the consummate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I honestly think that especially with this round, just based off that first game, like the chemistry that the team has compared to the New York Rangers, like that team's been playing together for a really long time and they've built good chemistry. I think that they'll take this series, and I think that they'll have momentum to be able to push all the way to the Cup Finals. I don't know, man. That's a hard sell. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Pittsburgh Penguins get swept two years ago and lose out in the first round last year? Yeah, as well? they didn't have Louis Domingue. <laughs> okay, I see. He was this the missing is really piece. The difference maker. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Good locker room guy too. Keep the boys pumped. I have seen that Louis Domingue is a good good character guy. Mm-hmm. See. I could see Seems it happening. Seems like you're siding with me now. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you're boy. a good salesman. What can I say? I'm a time right, Well, Well, before, <laughs> yeah, before you flip all of us to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguin and Louis Domingue <laughs> team there, uh, we will we'll let you get back to the gym. And, uh, yeah, thanks uh, thanks again for that terrible Smith take. <laughs> um, I'm just helping you guys get some money. Don't worry. Exactly. Okay, all right. Emptying Mom. the bank accounts, putting it all on Louis Domingue to win the Con Smythe. Yeah, more if, if I house. can find if I can find his name on the betting site because <laughs> it's not currently there. 100%. Well, thanks very much, Smitty.
No problem. Have a good one, guys. I appreciate it. See you later, buddy. Right. Bye. Bye. Unpaid intern. Deming for the con Smythe. Ah, well, that was <laughs> like before this, his wildest take was the Canucks won't re-sign Brock Besser. And now yeah. it's Louis Deming is going to win the con Smythe. I mean, I it's nice to see him step outside his comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. He seemed pretty damn comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of alarming. <laughs> <laughs> he was bold enough to claim he's been to the future and it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just, hey, have you guys considered this? Yeah. It was, it happens. Yeah, he was, he was confident. Yeah, we are on that timeline right now. Yeah, God, buddy jumps not. in in triple overtime, gets one win, and <laughs> cuts my right, and made like win. six saves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, that's uh. That's quite the take, but uh, thanks again to uh, the unpaid intern for coming on, and uh, now we're going to get back into some more hockey news. Exactly. You hear about Deming's pre-period meal? Yeah, it was like, was it... Uh, he had spicy pork right, and broccoli, broccoli that's right, between yeah. overtime periods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, I wasn't expecting to play. No one was expecting <laughs> to play. <laughs> well, now I'm expecting him to win the con Smythe. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Well, speaking of Louis Domingue, how about that Pittsburgh New York game? Triple overtime. I know. Like what a thriller. I love stuff like that. I, I know some people say they hate overtimes because they have to stay up late, especially if it's like one of the seven o'clock Pacific games. It's really hard to watch. I love it. Mm. I will stay up late for that every time. It is so fun. Did you guys watch the game? Yeah. I watched all the overtimes as soon as I got home from work. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because I was going to say, like, most long overtime games are pretty boring. Like, let's be honest. Like, be. A lot of them can be pretty boring because teams are just playing, like, defense. But right? they get you invested in it, though, even yeah. if it's not your team. Because every chance has so much weight. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one for sure. I didn't like seeing Malkin get the overtime winner, though. I wanted it to be some random player on the pens. Why? Because I don't know anyone on the pens. <laughs> you wanted to learn their names. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm happy for Malkin. A career penguin. It's said that it's been up in the air if he's going to go back there next season. Uh, I'm happy for him. I'm yeah. happy. If that is the last really known thing he gets to do as a penguin, good for him. Wait, did you just say you don't know anybody on the penguins? Well, no. I was just because we made that joke with... Uh, Alex about how he couldn't name five players on the oh, Penguins. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, pretty much all of their players are pretty known. Yeah, no. So, Jake. Yeah. How about them Preds? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Um, So, I just want to make this known, all right? The Preds beat the Colorado Avalanche not two weeks ago. Wow. Might as well just hand him the cup now. When they had UC Soros in net. Uh, David Riddick. <laughs> I didn't game. have I'm the crossbar killer I'm fucking in getting there. No, that game they lost to Colorado. But that was like a couple couple days later. Right. But they beat Colorado a couple weeks ago. Anyway, fast forward two weeks. David Riddick is now in net. And they get fucking curb stomped by the Colorado Avalanche. I am crushed. Like, I don't want to beat around the bush here. I don't want to make jokes. This is so upsetting for me. This team 
had such an awesome year this year. There was no expectations for them. Young players started contributing. They had big pushes out of guys like Tanner Janot. No one even knew he was going to make the team. No one knew his name before this season. Um, you know, and now at no, least a couple. Hundred, yeah, I was going to say at least a few tens of people do know him. Exactly. Now, now more people know his name. Um, but I mean, there's been other players too. Like there's um, Ellie Tolvin, and he had a bit of a, a breakout season this year. Granlin had a bit of a bounce back. I mean, talk about Duchesne. I mean, holy yeah. shit. You know, it's just like all of these guys defeated the odds. They all had huge bounce back seasons. Not all of them, but a lot of them did, right? The team really came together. They pushed, they battled, and they made the playoffs. They were comfortable. And then in the last week, like literally the last week of the season, they lose a couple games. They slide out of that seven seed and into the eight. Now they have to play the Colorado Avalanche. They're Number one goalie, star goalie, gets injured, and their backup, who is just an absolute sieve, one of the worst backups in the league, he has to come in, and he has no idea what he's doing. He hasn't played more than five games in, you know, a year to hell in his career. It's just like, you know, myself and I'm sure a lot of other people took them as a bit of a dark horse this year. Um, it's just. It's such a massive letdown. You know, to try to compare this to, for Canucks fans, think about if the Canucks had made the playoffs. You know? Think about how Demko got injured, like, right at the end there. You know? And think about if they had made the playoffs and how deflating that would have been to know that you made the playoffs and then you stand absolutely no chance. It's just like... It just takes the wind out of your sails and it fucking cuts deep. Like, I, I didn't even watch the game. You know? My team's in the playoffs, and I didn't watch the game. Man. I mean, Riddick did start 17 games this year. Yeah. It, honestly, man, but, like, whatever. Well, he's going to start three more. I mean, to be fair, even with Soros and Net, I still think this was going to be pretty close to a sweep. But it could have still been somewhat fun to watch. I, I, I actually totally disagree, Tyler. I think it would have been way more competitive than a lot of people gave the Preds credit for. I think with Soros in net, that team's morale is completely different. You know, like they beat the Flames twice in a week with Soros in net. You know, they 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 could have been the Titan killers. They really could have. But with they have a goalie in net that they have no faith in, they're a completely different team. It's just over the last I mean, week, they've just completely fallen apart and it's been it's been tough to watch. That's fair. I just, I, I can't blame Riddick on f probably four of those goals. Yeah. But yeah. still. I mean, they no. scored seven. So, yeah. Right. Like, at the end of the day, you, like, you, when you're the eight seed, you need your goalie to not only stop a few, but they need to steal you games yeah. in order to upset the one, right? Like, there needs to be a lot of shit happen there in order for that to happen. But, it's just not going to happen when you have your backup goalie starting for you in the playoffs and, and a shitty backup at that, right? UC Soros is the heart and soul of that team alongside uh, Roman Yossi. With either one of them out of the lineup, the team just completely changes. They completely shift. They're not in it. They're not there. So for me, they were dead on arrival as soon as the playoffs started because they didn't have their, their marquee goalie. Well, they could get him back for game three. I don't know if I want to see him come back, to be honest with you. Like, if it's it, like he has a, I think they said they called it a high ankle sprain. 
It could be a broken ankle for all we know. You don't want them to force them back. No, right? Like, they proved this year that they are not a team that's bottoming out. They're a team that needs a few tweaks, and they can be right back into the competitive com- conversation. You want to hear a hard truth? What's that? The 2022 Nashville Predators mm-hmm. or the 2014 Vancouver Canucks? I know you keep making these comparisons, but it's I, I don't see it as much, right? Like, the 2014... Vancouver Canucks didn't have Matt Duchesne or the Norris Trophy winning defenseman or a young phenomenal goalie, right? They had a goalie who was on his way out the next year. They had two superstars that were in their twilight years. Their best defenseman was Kevin Bieksa, right? Like, I don't see the comparisons there. They really had no good young talent. They had mortgaged their future. It's just, I don't see it as much as as I think you see it. Here's the thing is we did have young players, though, who looked promising. They're just not the players you're thinking of. At the time, it was thought that part of this team's core moving forward was going to be Ronald's cannons. Yeah. That, but again, looking back, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. At the time, he looked incredibly promising, and he had a really good season, right? Bo Horvat, who did pan out, was on the fourth line, but still he was with the team. The Sedins, you're right, were getting up there, but they didn't retire for another five seasons, right? Or four, four seasons. They were around for a long time. They weren't tired and done, right? They had really good years. Bieksa, you're right, was one of the better defensemen. They still had Edler when some people thought Edler was still really good. I didn't. Other people did. Um, th- this team was not broken down and finished, right? It was looking like, and again, this is, funny enough, why we sucked for so long after that is because our management thought exactly what you're thinking right now. It just needs a few tweaks and we can rebuild on the fly and we're not going to bottom out. We have these young pieces we can build around and we'll phase out the old guys. And that's when they brought in Erickson to try to help supplement the fun. No, the, the fundamental difference here is I'm not saying that they build around the young guys. I'm saying the user, the young guys, to build around the the older guys again. Like, I still think Michael Granlin, um, Ryan Johansson, Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, and Matt Duchesne are still good enough to get them into the conversation. It's just that support that they need. I think if the Predators are going to go far in the playoffs, they need to be an underdog. Mm-hmm. They need to g- play gritty games, win low-scoring games, and they need to be the 2019 St. Louis Blues, right? Like, they need to be a team that doesn't have those huge names like you know, Connor McDavid or or whatever, like those big high-end names. They need to have the lower caliber superstars that can get them there, but have a team that's well flushed out through the depth chart, right? Like they've got second, third, fourth liners that can all contribute mm-hmm. like, the, like the St. Louis Blues did in 2019. Anyway, I think we're getting a little bit farther yeah. away from the, the, my original point, which is just that like that series, you know, I... I hope they can come back and make a series of it. Um, it just sucks because I love being the one to say, hey, I told you so. But it's not going to happen. Without UC Soros, this team is not a playoff team. And so we're, we'll see what happens, but I'm not very optimistic about it. Anyway, is there a series you want to talk about, Tyler? I mean, I guess we could keep it in the same division. <laughs> I wouldn't mind talking about the Blues a little bit. Um, they had a great first game. They looked like a well-oiled machine. Uh, for some reason, they've been taking a gajillion penalties. Huso uh, looked good, but game two came around. Kaprasov took over, got a hat trick. 
And wait, did he complete the hat trick though? He did complete the hat trick. Oh, he got another goal. Yep. Yeah, got no kidding. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I think St. Louis's biggest problem is going to be their goaltending, and and their top end players need to stay out of the goddamn penalty box. <laughs> yeah. Justin Falk. I I don't know what he's doing. I I didn't really like the addition of Falk. Yeah, he has 17 goals. But defensively, he is a liability and he cannot skate. So, I don't know. This team's got potential. They're very deep with their offense. But there's too many holes in this lineup. It kind of scares me. But I do think they can beat the Wild. I think they've got the series uh, pretty well tied up. I I give Marc-Andre Fleury, again, we've talked about this before. I give him more credit than you guys do. I think he is a decent goalie, and I think he will do well with Minnesota. Uh, I don't. I think if they lose that series, it's not going to be because of him. Uh, I would honestly even argue that he could be a better goalie than Huso right now, uh, but it, it it all remains to be seen. I have my bet on St. Louis here, but I would not be overly surprised if Minnesota surprised some people and won this. You you said that that we didn't give Flurry credit, but I'm pretty sure I had Flurry as my number one goalie in the NHL. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Hey, hey, he did win the Vesna last give year. Him any more credit. <laughs> Come on, Marcus, give him more credit than that. Okay. Well, what do <laughs> no. I know about the Vesna conversation? Exactly. No, I think I think Mark Andre Fleury is a massively overrated goalie. Maybe the most overrated goalie in the league. No. Yeah. That that is what I think. Don't tell me what okay. I think. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> you, th- you what you think about what you think is wrong. Yeah. Actually, you brought up an interesting point there, Tyler. That I thought we would touch on. Now I've been watching a lot of the playoffs so far, and I cannot believe how many penalties there have been. Yeah. It seems like every game it's just like constant power play after power play after power play. I- I'm trying to remember what game it was. Now I watched with. Oh, it was uh, Tampa, uh, Tampa Toronto. Bay, Toronto yeah. game one. Yeah, I said to him, at, we were partway through the third period. I was like, I feel like I've watched maybe ten minutes of five on five hockey. Yeah, the first half of the second period, I don't think there was yeah. more than a minute of five on five. It was insane. It was just penalty, 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 penalty. It was crazy. Which is weird because usually the playoffs are kind of notorious for that you can get away with anything. Exactly. Right. It it has to be blatant for them to call it. Mm. But yeah, for whatever reason, it was just. Everything was was landing guys in the box. Exactly. Maybe the NHL thought to themselves, hey, we need to make this more interesting, more engaging. We need to get more people watching. And so they said, refs, kick up the penalty calls. Call everything. We want to see lots of power plays. Because, you know, that's when the game is the most exciting, right? Is when a team, you know, cycles the puck, they make a nice backdoor pass, and they score. Right? Goals are exciting. But there's a happy medium. I don't want to see no five-on-five hockey either. Yeah. Right? If you call... Like, on average, I'm saying, two to three penalties against each team per game, that's fine. That's exciting. That's enough. But I feel like any more than that, you're kind of like, okay, who's going in the box now? What little slash or, like, stupid little thing did they do this time? It's like, get it's playoff hockey. Let them play. All right, that's about it for the playoff talk of of this episode right now. We're going to jump over into the awards. The NHL awards... We touched on them at the beginning of the season, somewhere around the halfway point, and now we're going to give you our final picks right before the finalists are uh, are not are presented here. 
Marcus, why don't you let us know who you had at the beginning of the year and who you're sw- switching to now? Okay, well, for the Hart Trophy at the beginning of the season, I had Nathan McKinnon. Uh, maybe not a great pick. He spent a lot of time injured, and it took him a while to get back to himself. Uh, so I've changed that. And uh, this might actually surprise some people. I have Igor Shosturkin winning the heart. I think more than any other player in the league, he had the most impact on the team he was playing on. I don't think they would be where they are without him. I think Igor Shosturkin is your heart winner. Uh, For the Norris, that is best defenseman, uh, I had Petrangelo. Uh, Again, I think I'm going to have to shake that one up. (laughs) Kale McCarr. Either either way you go with this, you lose. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, if you go McCarr... You can't really do that because you've always talked about how you think he's overrated. And if you go with Yossi, well, you know you're just feeding my ego. So there's no way for you to go with this where you don't lose. Adam Fox. <laughs> Honestly, for me, Adam, it, Fox, it, Adam Fox is your only way out. I'm tempted to say Fox just to end this conversation. But And, and here's the thing. At risk of Jake's head getting so big this house explodes, it is Yossi. Yossi was the best defenseman this year. The numbers he put up were insane, as well as being amazing defensively. Now, Jake is acting like I'm talking about him, and I'm not. Jake Jude was not the best defenseman, uh, but I I believe uh, Roman Yossi was. Uh, Moving on, we have the Calder for the best rookie of the year. I got to go with Cider on this one. I really think not enough people are are looking at him. I know a lot of people like Bunting. Again, he's old and he plays between Marner and Matthews. This is that is not what a Calder winner is supposed to be. Your Calder winner is Maurice Sider. Jack Adams. Uh, at the <laughs> do you remember who I had? Yeah, you'd like Barry Trotz. <laughs> Barry Trotz. <laughs> A bit of a rough pick. And you know what? I I have no money on this. I don't have to wager. Who I think should be the coach of the year is Bruce Boudreaux. He took this team from being 29th in the NHL. I just want to point that out. 29th in the league. There were only two teams worse than us. And he has brought us to within a couple points of making the playoffs. Bruce Boudreaux was clearly the best coach this season. He's one of the only ones where you can actually track how good he was compared to someone else. Bruce, there it is. The Selkie for the best defensive forward. I have Austin Matthews. Who did what? you have at the beginning of the year? Barkov. Mm. It. Everyone listening knows that it pains me to say this. Matthews had 60 goals and his defensive statistics are otherworldly. I don't like the Leafs. I do not like Austin Matthews or his attitude or really even what he brings to a locker room. I cannot deny that he was the best defensive forward this year. It's just the way it was. The Vesna. <laughs> which uh, which had some money riding on it. Or not money, but some... Yeah, we did a wager going. Yeah. You can't really give a goalie the heart and then not give him the Vesna. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to... Uh, Give Igor Shosturkin the uh, Vesna trophy there because not only was he the best player in the <laughs> NHL, he was the best goalie. Yeah, it's too bad he's not a player. Um, 
So for myself, um, also I just kind of want to refresh people's memory on what the the wager on the Vesna was. Uh, so at the beginning of the season, the three of us talked about how uh, I thought UC Saros was going to get nominated for the Vesna. Marcus thought Thatcher Demko, right? Yeah, it was going to get uh, nominated for the Vesna, and Tyler thought neither of them were going to get uh, nominated for the Vesna. I think he said Shesterkin, but we we're all like, "Yeah, probably anyway." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if if uh, neither of them get nominated, Marcus and I have to wear a Boston Bruins jersey. Well, he has to wear Boston Bruins, and I have to wear a Jimmy VC jersey. We 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 had to find something, and for then you. yeah, yeah, and then well, we have to do some social media content. So yeah. be on the lookout for that uh, for when that happens. But I'm really hoping that <laughs> UC Saros gets nominated for the Vesna because I think that's still up in the air. Uh, all right, let me go through some of my picks. I guess I'll start with Vesna since we're talking about it. Um, at the beginning of the year, I had UC Saros winning the Vesna, and you know what? I'm going to stick it out. Uh, I think Shesterkin definitely has this running away favorite, but I'll stick it out with UC Saros. I hope he wins. He made a huge impact on his team, and I wish that's what the Vesna was about. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. Next up, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with the Calder. My Calder pick at the beginning of the year was absolutely laughable. It was Mason McTavish. <laughs> Who played how many NHL games this Like year? five or six. <laughs> anyway, he got sent down. Uh, but who knows? Like, he could have had a breakout year. Nobody knows, right? Calder's always a bit of a hat pick. Um, but no. Uh, then I switched to Tanner Janot at the midseason review. Uh, and obviously, he was at a, having a great season. That's kind of tapered off. So I'm going to agree with Marcus. Marit Sider. He should be the far and away winner of this award. Next up, we'll go with the Norris. Come on. How could I not pick myself jake jude <laughs> for the north no uh it should be roman yossi i think everyone expects it to be him and i think it should be him next up the selkie i don't really know how you can go with matthews i mean you're right he did have a decent defensive season but the best defensive season kind of hard to say for sure this has been known as the patrice bergeron award in the past mm -hmm. and i actually think he comes back and picks it up again this year i'm gonna go with patrice bergeron uh moving right along the jack adams at the beginning of the year i had does anyone remember who i had Haynes. Dean Evanson. Dean Evanson. That's exactly who I had. And I'm going to stick it out with him. I think that the Minnesota Wild have had an awesome season. And I think a lot of it is largely in part to Dean Evanson. So I'm going to stick it out with him. Hopefully he wins the Jack Adams. Um, I think that's almost all of them except for the heart, which um, I uh, originally had Connor McDavid at the beginning of the year because, you know, he's the safe pick. He's the easy mm -hmm. pick. Uh, but no, I am going to switch to Offsim Matthews. I think he's going to be the heart winner this year. 60 goals in a season. That's an impressive feat. Um, hasn't been done since, I think, Steven Stamkos. Was Stammer. Yeah. So uh, pretty impressive uh, 60 goals in a year um, and having a pretty good playoffs as well. So, yeah, Offsom Matthews winning the heart. And that's it for me. All right. Well, I will start with the heart. I had Nathan McKinnon, just like Marcus. Tough year, injury-prone year. Still had some pretty good numbers, but I'm going to have to switch it to the safe pick. Connor McDavid, 123 points. Yeah, that's like, pretty wild. He didn't even have dry settle on his line. So, playing with Pooley Arvey, getting 123 points, not too bad. Um, at the beginning of the season for the Vesna, I had Igor Shesterkin. And I'm staying with Igor Shesterkin. I think he's the runaway favorite. The Norris, I picked Miro Heiskanen. Hmm. A very bold pick. 
it's going to be good for many years to come. Not Norris caliber. I can't inflate Jake's head any more than it already is. <laughs> We're going with the child. Kale McCarr. Boo. Yeah. Overrated. I'm sorry. Wrong. He had such good numbers. Plus minus was through the roof. That's just that's just the route I got to go. Or the Calder. Uh, <laughs> I picked Spencer Knight. <laughs> 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 uh, Back I up guess I goaltender had, Spencer yeah. Knight. <laughs> I, I had I had no faith in Sergey Bobrovsky. Apparently, <laughs> man, you are really just up and down with them. You have a love hate relationship. Yeah, I mean, I love the jersey, but <laughs> Bobrovsky, he's uh, I don't know, he's he's been tough on me lately. Um, I'm obviously switching that. There's really only one person to pick, and you guys both picked him, Maurice Sider. Well, what what more can you ask for? Six overall pick. Off just, the just board pick, too. Yeah. Absolute great, great player. Um, yeah, he was supposed to go, like, late first round. Yeah. I think a lot of people had him projected around 25th overall. For the Selkie, originally I took Kopitar, thinking, oh, maybe he's going to back, bounce back year. He had a pretty good year, but like Jake said, this is the Patrice Bergeron Award. I think this could potentially be his last year in the NHL. So I feel like they're just going to give it to him. And lastly, the Jack Adams. Beginning of the year, I took Brendamore. Why switch it up? Rob Brendamore's winning it again. It'll be interesting to see which uh, NHL analysts agree with us and which ones disagree with us. <laughs> yeah, which ones are wrong. But we will get to that when the time comes. For us to jump into the inbox... <laughs> what kind of jump are we doing, Tyler? We're we're going head first, and we're gonna miss the pool. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, that's that's blood you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Uh, we need a new button just to whack. <laughs> also, uh, before we get to any of that, we actually have breaking news: the Canucks have been swept out of the playoffs. No. Yes, the Abbotsford Canucks lost tonight. They they lost back-to-back oh. games in a best-of-three series to get swept out of the first round of the AHL playoffs. That is brutal. Yeah. So. Oh, that's such that's so upsetting. Cause mm-hmm. You know what else? I, I meant to tell you this earlier. We got interrupted. In game one, they were winning until there was less than a minute left. Really? Bakersfield pulled their goalie and tied it up and then won it in overtime. Yeah. You know who scored one of their goals today, actually, against Abbotsford? Danilo Klimovich. Adam Cracknell. What? He plays for the Abbotsford Canucks? No, he plays for Bakersfield. Oh, I see. He was against the Canucks. Yeah, he scored oh, okay. against us. But mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, oh, that's sad. I was really hoping that they would end up back in Abbotsford so we could catch some games. Yeah, I they know, only right? played on the road. It's a three-game series. Yeah. Damn. That head first jump's not looking so bad anymore now, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. What? I wouldn't say I'm suicidal <laughs> over an AHL team getting eliminated yeah. from the it would It would have been nice to get to catch some playoff action. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well, I guess they'll just have to rebuild in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, that's right. Face first onto the pool deck. <laughs> Into the inbox. What do we got? All right. Welcome to the inbox. If you're still alive. (laughs) (laughs) 
A listener asks, which matchups do you think will make it to seven games? And which ones do you think will be done in four? That's a really good question. Okay, uh, starting with the series, I think will be done in four. Colorado, Nashville, and that's it. Uh, and then, actually, fuck it. I'll go Carolina, Boston, ends in four, too. Uh, and then goes the distance. St. Louis, Minnesota, L.A., Edmonton, and Pittsburgh, New York. As far as sweeps, I think Calgary takes out Dallas easy. I, in I, four. Yeah, in four. I, I, I don't think it's much of a competition there. I, I really don't. I think Calgary's a lot stronger than people are realizing. Um, as far as going the distance, uh, I could say New York, Pittsburgh, but the really fun one is I think going to be Toronto, Tampa. We we've seen them both basically blow each other out at this point. Um, I think that they're both really heavy offensive teams, defensive teams, and with goaltending. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But I think that Toronto will live up to its name and lose in game seven. I honestly don't think any games are going to end in four. You don't think any sweeps are happening here? Nope. I think there will each team will get at least one win. I think Nashville is going to sneak out a win in game four. Um, you're going to see Ryan Johansson get a few. Matt Duchesne get a couple. And they're, they're just going to light the lamp. Um, I hope you're right. I, I know no one has the answer to this on hand. But when is the last time we went through an entire first round of the playoffs without one sweep? Four years ago. Where? Do... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Which ones are going the distance? Toronto, Tampa, Minnesota, St. Louis, Rangers, Penguins, <laughs> Flames and Duck, or Flames and Dallas. Flames and Duck. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, hey, wait, so you guys both think that Toronto Tampa's going seven? Yeah. And you also both have Tampa winning. <laughs> so that's another series that goes to seven for the Toronto Maple Leafs in which they lose. Yes. <laughs> and it's so funny. And I hope it never stops. See, my thing with them is when once they start losing, they just fall apart. Like yeah. That's just their identity. So that's why I don't think it'll make it to seven. But who knows? Maybe it will. Tampa is so much better than any other playoff opponent they've had in the last 20 years. So it's like... And in one of the two games they've had, they beat them 5-0. Yeah. It's just a weird team. Yeah. But I don't know. That first game was weird. Tampa didn't look like themselves. No. They really didn't. But that game too, they sure did. Yes. Anyway. So did the Leafs. Uh, do we have any more questions? Yeah, they did. Do we have any more questions? All right. Another question from a listener here. Do you think there's going to be more crazy overtimes to come? Like the... Penguins and Rangers game one. Oh, there damn well better be. I can. Okay. I, everyone's pretty unanimous that there's going to be a battle of Alberta. Most people agree with that. Yeah. yeah. One of those games is going to go far and it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be one where like Calgary just cannot put one past Mike Smith for whatever reason. And they're going to get deadlocked and they're going to go deep into an overtime battle. And I will be there to see who wins. I cannot wait to see Battle of Alberta playoff deep overtime hockey. That is can't miss shit right there. I mean, I can't tell you whether or not it's going to happen, but I hope it does. I love those like 
those back and forth overtime playoff games. They're always fun. And then finally when someone does score, it's just like, you know, especially when the team you want to score scores, it's just like the roof blows off the place. It's just at least the home team, right? It's just, it's just awesome. Whenever it's a seven o'clock start game and you're watching it at one in the morning Pacific time and you're like, yay, I can go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think there has to be more, more games like this. Especially when it comes to elimination games, teams are going to be battling. I think I think you're going to see a few more games go the distance. Well, that is about it for the inbox this week. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's all we had time for, anyways. Is it all we had time for? That is all we had time for. Mm. Do we have time for anything else? I think we have time for one more thing. It's time for, for Tyler's Tyler surprise, surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Florida man. A South Carolina man. Oh, <laughs> egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you must feel like an idiot oh, right now. God. Who self-identifies as a deer has been transported to the hospital via helicopter after being shot by a hunter. <laughs> well, they're getting pretty good at these reassignment surgeries, okay, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, is is it like is it illegal for him to have shot him? Oh my god. Like if he had a hunting license and he shot him. Jesus fucking Christ. Is it illegal? Or is it just he's just hunting deer? The picture, dude, you have to see this. All right. Tyler, send that in the group chat. Edit fast forwarding to when Jake reacts to seeing it in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? I mean, this guy is absolutely shredded, but like, I thought you were just gonna say this guy has abs. Fuck. <laughs> he, th- this is not real. There's no <laughs> way this is real. We need to start fact checking the surprise headlines. I think so. Who's painting this man? Because he's not painting his lats. <laughs> like, he ain't reaching those those areas to paint okay, them. Okay. Okay. So this headline is there. Th- I don't know. There's lots of um sites that are kind of trying to figure out if this is actually true or not there's no fucking way this is real i'm gonna go on the fact that this one is false yeah i would hope so but it just had to be shared yeah that image in itself man like we will we'll put that up on the instagram uh today or tomorrow uh, when this episode's released what no no nothing related to what's going on in the picture, it shows Tyler's, like, Wi-Fi and battery percentage up top. Yeah. I just spent the last, like, minute and a half trying to figure out how my phone was almost dead and why it's not charging while it's on the wireless charging thing. It's like, oh, fuck, my wireless charger's broken. Oh, it's not working. I'm going to have to get a new one. And then I, like, scrolled out of the picture and was like, oh, I'm at 100% battery. And it's <laughs> charging right now. I thought I had, like, 2% battery left. Tyler's really living on the edge of battery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, since you do, maybe we should wrap things up. Yeah, I I agree. Um, for anyone that's still here, I don't I don't know <laughs> yeah, why you would a, be. But this has been a marathon of an episode. Yeah, no kidding. But yes, for anyone that is still here, and anyone who's looking to for 
Just to reach out to us, you know? <laughs> You're looking for a friend. Yeah. yeah. You Email are, you... us at our now existent email <laughs> that we've been promoting for like a month. <laughs> the now yeah. it exists. Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Or come check us out on any of our socials on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch at Vancouver Boys Podcast, or Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. This has been. Almost uh, an entire episode where we didn't disconnect with Tyler. Yeah. Until we just like as he's did. trying to sign us out. I, yeah. I'm still looking at his frozen, stupid face. <laughs> just like, just looking at, and yeah, he's gone. He's okay. Right. Hang on. Well, you know back. what? It's been a great episode. Yes, it has. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll get Tyler right back on <laughs> just to say goodbye. Oh, here he comes. He's on his way. On. Give him a second. We'll get here. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. <laughs> Just in time. Yeah, thanks. We should all do it at the same time. No. I hate doing it. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. You ready? You know he's going to be delayed because of the lag, right? Well, we'll do it once he starts it. That can No, that can just make it funnier, too. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. And come hey, on, watch us on, on Twitch. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said it on fucking two. He did. He, he, tried, to, he tried to beat the lag. <laughs> just just come watch us on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> how how did I do? Did I do good? You went Fantastic. so fast. <laughs> Great job. Head first right into the pool deck. It just <laughs> went perfectly. Paralyzed yourself. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop recording. Yep.